Yo, today's QOD is, I've had a great many troubles in life, most of which never happened. Here we go. Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's talk with Dan Millman is the perfect follow-up to yesterday's talk with Bob Proctor because Dan is going to talk about our beliefs, our conscious and our unconscious beliefs, and how they contribute to our interpretations of things, of life, of events, of communications from other people. And I will tell you, couple really important things that I learned like 10, 12 years ago. I took these landmark education courses and one was human beings are meaning making machines. Like making meaning is just, it's just what we do. And number two is it means what you make it mean. And those were just so profound to me because it just created this space where I can go, okay, my interpretation of this event, my interpretation of what happened to me, my interpretation of what this individual said, what I'm making this all mean is my own creation. And it can mean something else. Like this is not the final interpretation. It could be something else. And that just, again, that's so, so freeing. And it's just a, a level of self-awareness that you get to where you're like, okay, it doesn't have to mean that. It could mean something else. Let's go get some clarification on this. Let's choose a, a new meaning because the meaning that we give things, as Dan is going to talk about today, impacts how we communicate with others, how we react and respond to others as well. So he's going to talk about that. He's also going to give you a few things that you can do to become a better listener and a better communicator. Dan Millman's coming up. That's how communications go awry because of this thing called mind. Beliefs impact our reality tremendously. I'll give you an example. I mentioned the word ocean cruise. What comes to mind? Well, some people, immediately the picture is ocean cruise. They picture fresh sea air, blue skies maybe. They, they picture ice sculptures and great food, you know, in, in great abundance. Those cruises haven't. Maybe a swimming pool on the deck or a shuffleboard. They're picturing all these things, but I'll tell you, there are just as many people. You say ocean cruise, the first thing that comes to mind, the Titanic. You mentioned camping trip. For me, oh yeah. Cold nights, warm sleeping bag, looking up at the stars, campfire at night, panoramic vistas, walking through the trails. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I know somebody really well. I won't mention her name right now, but I'm, I say camping trip, the first thing that comes to mind, ticks, bugs, snakes, raccoons, grizzly bears, etc., and dirt, and outdoor latrines. Our beliefs and our perceptions, our expectations, when you hear these words, will tend to determine our behaviors. Some people want to go on cruises, others don't. Some like to go camping, others don't, based on their interpretations of what that means. Same experience. So our beliefs do affect, they do influence 
uh, our lives and our choices, the choices we make. There are two kinds of beliefs, only two kinds of beliefs, conscious beliefs and unconscious beliefs. And simply put, a conscious belief is something we know is a belief. It could be a religious belief. It could be a belief in a, a style of dance or martial art that we practice. It could be a belief about money, about religion, about spirituality, about men or women. But we know it's a belief. It's conscious. We go, well, this is true for me. It may not be true for you, but it's true for me. This is my belief, my opinion about this. The second kind of belief is an unconscious belief. What makes it unconscious? We mistake it for truth with a capital T. We don't say, this is my belief. We say, this is what's true. Do you get the difference? This is the source of fundamentalism. And I don't just mean religious fundamentalism. I mean cooking school fundamentalism, uh, sports fundamentalism, English teaching fundamentalism. Anybody who says this is the way to do it in any other way is misguided or wrong. Conscious beliefs and unconscious beliefs. This is an email I received about a year ago. Hi, Dan. I was at your seminar in Scottsdale. I was there with my husband and four friends. You may have noticed that six people got up and left after you had been speaking for about 20 minutes. I wanted to let you know why, if you were interested. We had free tickets to this event. Bad sign right there. <laughs> but none of us uh, knew very much about you. We were not aware that you teach that, quote, sin is geographical, unquote. Actually, I was quoting Bertrand Russell. I was giving a talk on spiritual laws, how they're universally applied across every domain to every culture, but human laws and ideas of morality change from time to time, different eras and different countries. And I quoted George Bernard Shaw, who said, sin is geographical. I thought it was a cute quote. But they were assuming I was teaching that, among other things. All of us there are Christians and believe that sin is definitely not geographical. Sin is sin, and it's as simple as that. You can discover this for yourself if you would read the Bible. It was very obvious that most of the people there that night were very hungry for some answers. I am saddened that they are being so completely misled. The only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. I suggest that you read the book entitled More Than a Carpenter. This book clears up any doubt that Jesus is indeed the Son of God. I didn't know I had been denying that, but uh, I hope that you can find some answers in the Word. I wish I could have spoken with you personally that night. I want you to know that you are in my prayers, and I hope that you will come to know the Lord Jesus as I know him and ask him into your life. He wants so much to, for you to invite him into your life. This was a very sincere, good-hearted person, obviously. I wrote her back and thanked her for, for writing me that, and also that she would be in my prayers too. <laughs> And I made it quite sincerely. By the way, she might be right. You know, she might be right. The point is, she had a very clear view and measured everything against that view. And she missed some, a pretty good lecture that would have maybe built some bridges for her if she'd stayed. But they heard something that plugged them in, boom, and left. That's the fundamentalism. That's unconscious beliefs. And I've received many, many uh, letters from people who were fundamentalists, raised in fundamentalist environments, and later on they realized that there is spirit all around us, and there are many different paths to spirit. But they had to be deprogrammed, in a sense, of what they'd been drummed into them. And they realized that their beliefs were right for them, but not right for everyone else. So these are some of the problems of mind, beliefs, interpretations, 
and filters that we look and hear through. When someone says something to you, when your spouse, you go home, your spouse or partner says something to you, or a teacher or a boss, listen carefully to what they're saying, to what they mean, not what you mean about what they said. A very interesting exercise, you can do it on your own with a spouse or partner. You look at them, you sit facing them very closely, and you observe one another's face. And you practice speaking objectively, not subjectively, like what their face means to you, but you speak objectively, describing their face. So if you said, you're very handsome or interesting looking, that's subjective, that's your interpretation. But what you practice doing is you describe their face as you see it. One eyebrow is slightly higher than the other, they're very bushy, uh, the nose is this way and the eyes are this way and the, there's a sheen from the forehead and there's a heavy beard, objectively. And it's so easy to slip into subjective interpretations. Oh, and it looks so cute, or whatever. And you learn to speak and listen very carefully. Another exercise in objective listening is to repeat what someone says to you. Repeat it back to them, which many therapists do, for example, so you know if they heard you right or if you heard them right. Did you say this? They may go, no, no, I didn't say that. I said this. And you start to improve your communication skills. These are the basic things. Learning to see objectively, describe objectively, and listen objectively. It can help tremendously in relationships. And people start feeling heard rather than off somewhere. In fact, Gene Kerr once said, I tried communicating with you, but you were so absorbed communicating with yourself, the line was busy. You may relate to that. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, see, this is not a spiritual master, this is a president. But he said, we are not prisoners of fate, but only prisoners of our own minds. Julius Caesar suggested, as a rule, what is out of sight disturbs people's minds more seriously than what they can see. My favorite, though, is Mark Twain, who said, I've had a great many troubles in my life, most of which never happened. <laughs> you see, there are two realities, two worlds we live in, subjective and objective. Objective, to some extent, is what's around us, what's happening, what is, what's arising. And the other reality is our subjective reality, what we think and interpret about that. Life gets a lot simpler when you just accept realities that unfolds rather than it should be this way, it should be that way, why is this, why is that? And that's what the mind tends to do, it gets in the way. What do we do about it? Speaking of interpretations of reality, do you know the story about Mullah Nasruddin? He was a Sufi wise man, kind of an enlightened idiot. Uh, best way I can describe him, a real character. And one day Nasruddin is walking into the marketplace and two men were shaking their fists at each other, arguing. And there was a crowd gathering around them, all this hubbub, and someone said, oh, there's Mullah Nasruddin, he'll know what to do, he'll know who's right. So Nasruddin walked up and said to the first man, well, what's your story? And the first man told his side of the story. And Nasruddin said, you're right. And the second man said, wait a minute, you haven't heard my side yet. And he told his side of the story, and Nasruddin said, you're right. And a bystander said, Mullah, they can't both be right here. And he scratched his head and said, you're right. <laughs> We're all right. Everybody's right from their own viewpoint, their own interpretations of life.
That was Dan Millman. His website is PeacefulWarrior.com. You can check out today's entire talk on an audio program. You can find it at audible.com. It is called The Peaceful Warrior's Path to Everyday Enlightenment. All right, my friend, I'm out. I'm going to see you tomorrow with Dr. Wayne Dyer for Throwback Thursday. Follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton. Peace. Thank you.